Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Mm. Yeah. It's good as it's gonna get, people. That's that's about where we've landed after mm. three years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Kenyon. Ah, I'm Lucy. I'm Amanda. We have a, qu- a few quick butt plugs before we get mm-hmm. into... The episode. So first mm-hmm. of all, we have finally birthed our new website. From our loins. It is She's not premature. <sighs> she, took- <laughs> that baby incubated for <laughs> many moons. A while. The gestational <laughs> yeah. period for it's our like website. It's like the elephant gestational uh, yeah. period. Yeah, Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. new website, it's up. Don't worry, the old episode blog pages, those photos will be back. We're mm-hmm. just making them better than they were before. Mm-hmm. So, the old blog pages, photos are coming back. All the new episode blog photos are there now. Mm. Um, sources are there. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. You can buy merch. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Go check out our new website, wineandcrimepodcast.com. Yes. And then Amanda, there is also a feature on the new website that you want to tell them about? Yeah, we teased this before about a new Patreon show, and it's finally happening. So if you go to our website, wineandcrimepodcast.com, and you navigate yourself over to Patreon in our support area, you will see blurbs about the offshoot bonus content that we have on Patreon, which is pretty de- Awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. So just check it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're launching a new show on Patreon called A Mansplaining. <laughs> so basically, and we kind of went over this before, it's like a Dear Abby of not professional at all advice. And you can write to me uh, on our just our email, wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com with the title A Mansplaining in like a Dear Abby format letter. Or on our website, in that support page by a mansplaining, there is a button for you to leave me an audio message right there from the comfort of your cellular device or your computer. Once you're in that navigation, you just click the button and it'll let you record a little note and you can literally send me a voicemail talking about your issue. Maybe you're grappling with whether or not you should cut your bangs during this quarantine. And you just want a little bit. Yeah. She should have called me first. Um, (laughs) They look They actually look really good. They look really good. But you you got lucky. Yeah. Maybe you want to ask me a question or, or, or just run something by me. I don't know. Leave me a little voicemail. And every month I will select my faves and I will play them on the show. A mansplaining on Patreon. And I will answer your questions. I'll read your letters. And I just can't wait to hear from you. So please go check it out on mm-hmm. wineandcrimepodcast.com. Go over to our Patreon support tab and check out A Mansplaining and leave me a message. I can't wait. Yeah. Yay. Very excited. 
Callie is like making her bed <laughs> behind me. She's, <laughs> she's digging. I think she, I think she's making sourdough. This bitch is ready to <laughs> lay down some sourdough. Okay, you're gonna spin three times and then become satisfied. Are you ready? No. Are you ready? She's, she's like number she's four. Ready. I've been watching. <laughs> Well, just here to bring you the quality and she's down. Okay, we've brought the quality content. (laughs) This is a podcast. Okay, now we can move on. All right, so uh, our topic. (laughs) She's so cute. Mm -hmm. Our topic today is a very special fan pick. You don't say. (laughs) Brought to you by Kate Smith. And the topic is medical malpractice. Yeah. Oof, nah. Yeah, very on point mm-hmm. for these crazy times, I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My yeah. case is sad. Great. My case is funny. <laughs> we swapped. Great. What? I love it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm people confused. were harmed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it's still, there's some high points too. It's still mm-hmm. hilarious. Anyways, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still great. Um, let's get right to the wine crime pairing, Amanda. Yes, please. Today we are drinking the 2018 Likelihood of Confusion Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> what? <laughs> Literally, Likelihood of Confusion, which what could be more fitting for medical malpractice? Um, and this wine is brought to you by our wonderful friends over at Wink Wine Club, which, to remind you, is an online wine club that quite literally delivers wine to your door. So head over to trywink.com forward slash gals. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com forward slash G-A-L-S. And uh, if it's your first time heading over there, you can take this really cool flavor quiz and like learn about what kind of wines you might like and they'll make recommendations for you. Or you can simply peruse their extensive inventory and start plopping wines in that cart. Once you get four or more bottles of wine in that cart, you get shipping taken care of. And with that promo code gals, you're getting 20 bucks off your first order. Mm-hmm. These are unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. We need wine. And you we need wine. It. And we need it delivered mm-hmm. to you. It's an our essential houses. service. It, it is an essential service. Is. It is. Um, so a little bit about this wine. It's a full-bodied cab. It has a nice dry finish. It clocks in at 13.8%. So it's just right in that real sweet ABV. Mm-hmm. It's a fruit-forward cab, but it's balanced off by a little bit of earthiness and a little woodiness from the oak aging. It's delicious. It has tasting notes of black cherry, black pepper, which you know I love. Like That's my favorite thing about mm-hmm. Grenache, and you can get that from a Cabernet, which I love it. Plum, like those deep, juicy plum notes, and pomegranate. Oh, yeah. This is going to be gorgeous. This is a Paso Robles Cabernet. Really great region of California for making these like hearty, deep reds. I super love it. Um, And I really liked this little blurb that's on the Wink website. It says, the likelihood of confusion Cabernet Sauvignon encourages you to embrace the unknown and celebrate Mm. the vagaries of the unique wine-growing region. A bold forward wine, the 2018 vintage Oh, hi, pepperoni. (laughs) That brings rich notes of black fruits and toasty spice hallmarks of this noble grape variety, regardless of what Mother Nature has in store. Mm. I mean, these are uncertain times. These are uncertain times. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, also, I recently moved 
and I cannot locate my nice pop wine key. It's so in a quick, box somewhere. It's probably in a box somewhere, but I might order a new one. And if you, like me, can't find your nice pop wine key, head to wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com to put one in your cart, as well as lots of other really fun merch items that we are launching and still have. And new ones are coming. So keep an eye on that mm-hmm. shit. Oh, new ones are coming. They're really coming. good new ones. I, I dreamt okay. about them last night. <laughs> yeah. I, I love merch about dreams. <laughs> yes, honey. Okay, pepperoni's going to help me open this wine. Are we ready? <gasps> pep, pep, mm-hmm. pep. Ready to... Nice pep. Pep. <laughs> Here we go. <gasps> oh. Oh. oh! Nice. Nice pop. <laughs> Holy shit. That was that one of the best like, pops I've that ever was, done. That was robust. Yeah. Also... pour some more... Kenyon, you'll be very pleased to know that I got my real, my good wine glasses out now that I've nice. moved. Nice. Very nice. Um, yeah. You'll be pleased to know that my husband successfully bartered a bottle of gin for some bottles of red wine. <gasps> so I have wine again. <gasps> you're, you're wealthy Cheers. with wine. Mm. Cheers, loves. Cheers. Mm. I feel so good, and he might be getting mm. six more bottles, and I'm here for it. Yeah. A case? Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to be getting some. You mm. are ready for the wine. That case. <laughs> 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 All right. So, La, what is our background and maybe psych for medical malpractice? I'm going to try to medically revive my dying succulent while we're doing this. Make sure it's not plastic. one and water it for <laughs> two not plastic, I checked. That's my secret. The wine coven actually sent this to me in a little gift box after unsinkable Helen passed away. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, I love it. Okay, so I want to say at the top here that we are not shitting on doctors and nurses in this of episode. Of course not. Oh, God, no. Oh, my God. No. no. They are currently battling on the front lines of this COVID crisis, and we owe our health to them. And we are only shitting on the doctors and nurses who neglect or intentionally cause harm to their patients because fuck that. But we are also going to shit on the shitheads who decide to sue because they didn't get the results they wanted, even though everyone did their best, tying up our court mm-hmm. systems and wasting everyone's time and money. Because mm-hmm. as we will find find out soon, many claims are legit and many are not. Yeah. And my case is a lot more about like the system and not the doctor, you know? Mm-hmm. So like we're allowed to scrutinize on that too. Oh, yeah. My guy's just a straight up fake doctor. I don't think he actually I love, is a doctor. I love a fake doctor. Love a fake doctor. Love yeah. a so, fake doctor. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> okay. So the term medical malpractice refers to the legal course of action that occurs when a medical or healthcare professional deviates from standards in their profession, thereby causing injury to a patient. Mm -hmm. In common law jurisdictions, medical malpractice liability is normally based on the laws regarding negligence. Specific Mm. laws differ between countries, but in general, liability follows when a healthcare practitioner fails to show a fair, reasonable, and competent uh, I typed regrew, but that's not the word that I meant to type. <laughs> Redress? 
fill in the blank of skill when providing <laughs> care to a patient. Oh, competent. Oh. What could that be? Cop uh, fails to show skills? a fair, reasonable, and competent review de- degree of skill degree. when providing degree. care to a patient. Regroup. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. So this Don't is from- worry, I also wrote my notes at like 1.30 in the morning, so I'm probably going to have a lot of regrue in <laughs> looking back on my process. Hashtag no, no regrue. No Regrues. <laughs> I've had a few. <laughs> One of them was writing my notes in the middle of the night last night. Okay. It happens. This is from the U.S. National Library of Medicine. Quote, Medical malpractice lawsuits are a relatively common occurrence in the United States. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah, we are litigation happy. We mm-hmm. love a good litigation. The legal system is designed to encourage extensive discovery and negotiations between adversarial parties with the goal of resolving the dispute without going to jury trial. The Mm. injured patient must show that the physician acted negligently in rendering care and that such negligence resulted in injury. So to do so, there are four legal elements that must be proven. One, a professional duty owed to the patient that has to be like established. Two, there was a breach of such duty. Three, there was injury caused by that breach. And four, there were resulting damages. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And you sign so many contracts like going into mm-hmm. procedures that yeah. Yeah, rightfully- like an hour before just to sign paperwork. And yeah. medical practitioners are human beings. So like these precautions should be in place, but it is really hard when say you lose a childhood friend to- a complication. A punctured lung. Yeah. That didn't uh, need to From happen. a procedure, and then there cannot be a medical malpractice Any regrue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no regrue. <sighs> anyway. anyway. I was thinking about that, too, actually. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so much it's paperwork, hard. and then we'll, we'll kind of get to more of this in a minute. Oh, that wine is good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Money damages, if awarded, typically take into account both actual economic loss and non-economic loss, such as pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. It's important to note that medical malpractice and medical negligence are two different things in a legal sense. So malpractice involves intent though not express intent to harm the patient, just making decisions knowing that there was a risk of harm. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so like I, Dr. Death, basically. Y- Did either of you listen to it, Dr. Death? Yeah, he was just podcast? a horrible doctor, right? Well, he, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. getting that one mixed he, up with the other one. It's the spinal surgeon guy. That who, guy. Like, fucked people up. Yeah. Continuously fucked people up. Like most of his patients were like right. horribly injured or paralyzed, and he just kept doing surgeries. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the different <sighs> there's a difference between malpractice and negligence, which is like a mistake. Basically, there was no mm-hmm. ill intent behind it. So, mm-hmm. for example, if a nurse accidentally leaves, let's say, a junior mint inside a surgical wound. <laughs> then that would be negligence. Because <laughs> it's a mistake. She was it. having a snack. He or she I was having a it. snack. 
They if or a, neither, neither or both. If a doctor does not order a certain test because they know that the patient's insurance won't cover it because this is Trump's America and they don't want mm-hmm. the hospital to be stuck with the bill, that would be malpractice because they're okay. making Shit. they're making a decision knowing full well that they're running a risk to like maybe misdiagnose the patient or whatever. Yep, and they're not acting in the patient's best interest at all. Yeah, that's not in, a mistake. That that's a yeah. decision. So that mm-hmm. would be malpractice. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, but or using commercial grade and not medical grade breast implants, silicone for breast implants. Mm-hmm. Like, like that would crimes. be malpractice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here are a few fun examples of medical malpractice from the American Board of Professional Liability Attorneys or ABLA. Ooh. I love a good acronym. Mm-hmm. ABLA. 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 The ABLA Abba. doesn't Always fall be far branding. from the truth. Uh. <laughs> Always be ABLA. Uh. <laughs> it's almost my favorite word, aplomb. Mm. You do oh, love that word. Aplomb. Okay, so. I'm hungry for aplomb right now. Oh, got to Swine plum. Is a plummy. It is a plummy. Okay, so failure to diagnose or misdi or a misdiagnosis, mm-hmm. misreading or ignoring lab results. Fucked up. Who uh, would ignore lab results? That's just uh, bizarre. I've had a doctor ignore lab results, and also when I called the doctor's office to be like, "Hey, where are my lab results?" I'm. I was leaving South Africa to go, I think to go on tour. So I was like, I'm going to be gone for six weeks or whatever. I would like to hear my lab results before I leave. Otherwise, you have to email them to me. I need to know if this is a tale or not. (laughs) I'm still bleeding. (laughs) More like I've had diarrhea every day for five years. For 32 years. years. (laughs) Can we fucking figure it out? No, we at, haven't figured it at out. What Newsflash. point does it go from hemorrhoids to aliens in my asshole? Sure, What's sure. Beyond chronic. Yep. <laughs> Such a good album. Mm. <laughs> beyond chronic. The chronic. <laughs> no, and the fucking secretary was like, oh, well, you know, the doctor is out, whatever. And I was like, oh, can another doctor in the practice just analyze my lab results, you know, for me now. And she was like, no, they can't do that. And I was like, okay, can the doctor email me their analysis because I'm going to be out of the country. They won't be able to call me on the phone. And she goes, no, we don't have email. (laughs) And they send it to me by carrier pigeon? I said, what? She goes, yeah, we don't have email. I was like, your office doesn't have email? She was like, no. And I was like, then how were you able to email me my bill? That's, <laughs> that yeah. makes, okay. Yep. So that happened. Mm. That sounds like malpractice. <laughs> A little bit. I'm getting malpractice vibes off of that situation. Mm-hmm. You vibe Harsh malpractice <laughs> vibes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so unnecessary surgery, surgical errors, or the wrong site surgery. Mm-hmm. Or maybe oh, like, like when they take out the wrong kidney or something. They cut off your leg when they were supposed to just like give you a boob job. Or like mm-hmm. they could cut off the wrong hand or something. Yeah. Then you'd mm-hmm. be or left testicle. with no hands because mm-hmm. you got to mm-hmm. go back and get the correct one taken off. Right. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Oh no. It so, happens. No, 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 no. Before my dad. Measure twice. 
cut once. Before my dad had his knee surgery, he had a cadaver like ligament put in there. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. So jealous. And then he get Doesn't and he then he had to go it? back. He had to go back and get it replaced by like a metal something instead of the yeah. cadaver piece. Mm-hmm. And when he came down to see me, this was a while ago, obviously. He brought me a piece. It was actually a piece of dried horseradish, but he told me that it was the cadaver ligament. And I like proudly displayed it in my oddities cabinet for like a couple of weeks before he came clean about it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't trust my dad. But anyway. Your uh, dad is such a trickster. What a little Loki. The trickster dad. Such a scamp. But uh, before (laughs) his surgery, the doctors had him sign his knee so they knew, like, in surgery, they were absolutely sure that they were t- doing surgery on the correct knee. Yeah. They had him sign his own, like, body. Okay. I didn't, yep. that, that, like, this didn't one. even cross my mind. And now I'm terrified of everything. It happens. Mm-hmm. Honey, it happens. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks. Okay. Improper medication or dosage. Not good. Poor follow-up or aftercare. Premature discharge. <laughs> <laughs> it happens guilty can you sue for all that? men <laughs> apparently you can sue for that oh what's the statute of limitations on suing for premature discharge i could have made so much money in like early high school <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> disregarding or not taking appropriate patient history a failure to order proper testing or a failure failure to recognize failure. symptoms. Fair recognize failure symptoms. to regrow. <laughs> there are so many typos in my own notes. It's I love not it. Not even funny. I love when you can tell how many glasses of wine each of us has had during our notes and like when it starts to turn. When it kicked in. I always have way more typos at the end because I'm on like my third gin by the time I finish my notes. When your written like notes, it's just all caps. When your yeah. written notes just start to, to start to slur, slur. it's a bad sign. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it okay, so I got some fun facts for us. Yes. Men are more likely to be accused of medical malpractice than women by roughly two and a half to one. And that does they ac- more likely did it. Yeah. Also probably currently, although hopefully this is changing, but there are probably still more men than women. It accounts for in- it accounts for like those numbers. Mm. Oh, it's okay. Just, well, then, yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. They probably did it. Yeah. Yep. About one in 14 medical malpractice claims results in an award of over a million dollars. Wow. That's why this happens all the fucking time. Yeah. But that said, about 80% of lawsuits end with no payout at all. Ooh, okay. The majority of medical malpractice claims, which accounts for around 40%, are due to a failure to diagnose or a misdiagnosis. So that's like mm-hmm. really the tricky. I also saw a that's list. That's my case. A list of like different uh, cancers that were like really frequently misdiagnosed. And it was kind mm-hmm. of breast cancer was one of them, which mm-hmm. was kind of well, surprising. Well, a lot of female patients or, you know, patients with breasts, but also, you know, patients that identify as female are disregarded Mm -hmm. by 
their medical practitioners and yeah. their pain told their pain doesn't matter, especially people of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say statistically, people with breasts of color. Statistically, people with breasts and vaginas and people of color are not taken as seriously by their medical yeah. practitioner as mm-hmm. white men, literally as white yeah. men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's bizarre and, and disgusting. Yeah. More often, therefore, misdiagnosed or late diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You're yeah. hysterical. Just take a nap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take oh, these it's pills. probably PMS. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> that massive necrotizing lump will probably just go away. It's I'm sure it's not a big deal. It must have been something yeah. you did. Mm-hmm. Is it? What, what were in? you wearing? <laughs> did yeah. you try turning it off and turning it back on again? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Is it plugged in? Is my <laughs> I flipped the fuck out on my friend Brad one time for asking me if something was plugged in. I, to be fair. I almost lunged at him. William <laughs> William is setting up speakers in our room for the bedroom TV and was like, really? He calls it, I was round. Like when he's sad, he calls himself a round boy. He was getting really frustrated and really round last night trying to like get this speaker system to work. And he worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, and then kind of like gave up and went to bed. And then today he went back to look at it and one of the speakers just wasn't plugged in. <laughs> oh, he so was a round was it boy. plugged in? He is well-rounded. Was legitimate. He was oh. well-rounded. He was around. But this morning he was like, I'm not round today. And I was like, why? He's like, I figured out why my speaker wasn't working. And I was like, what did you do? <laughs> Tell her what you did. <laughs> Tell, Tell her, her what her you wh- did. Okay. <laughs> Medical negligence could be the third leading cause of death in the United States. But of course, that figure is not really easy to pin down with accuracy. But still, it's like a big, it's a big That's fucking a lot. Deal. Yeah. So historically, the issue of medical responsibility and repercussions dates back to the laws of ancient Mesopotamia. Oh. We're going in the way, way way. back machine. (laughs) (laughs) The Code of Hammurabi. Nailed it. Hammurabi. Hammuroidal, written in 2030 BC. So like exactly one trillion years ago. Says... (laughs) If the quote, there's no way to know. If the doctor, (laughs) this is the most amazing quote, you guys. If the doctor has treated a gentleman with a lancet of bronze and has caused the gentleman to die or has opened an abscess of the eye for a gentleman with a bronze lacet and has caused the loss of the gentleman's eye, one shall cut off his hands. So you right. don't want to go to a one-handed doctor. You really don't. Both hands. Cut mm. off oh. his hands. <gasps> his hands, oh. plural. Yeah. Are we doing a TikTok dance now? I don't know. What's TikTok? Uh, right? <laughs> what the either. fuck? I, I don't get it. I have no know. idea. I, I don't get it. I don't. Okay, no boomer. Know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. obviously we've chilled out since then, slightly. Mm. Some jurisdictions, such as New Zealand, have no-fault compensation as an option for a medical malpractice claim. And it's my understanding, wasn't super-duper clear, but also, like, legal jargon is not my forte, that this type of policy is basically the government paying the injured party and then conducting a separate medical professional accountability process to determine oh. the fitness of the medical professional who allegedly did something wrong. 
So they're, they're, mm. they're separating these two issues. I could see how that would also, and I'd like to see the stats on that, uh, reduce the just like massive amounts of false medical malpractice claims for people. Because the, yep. in the United States, like we are so like trigger happy when it comes to suing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And having, having, you know, processes like this one in place, I'm sure would staunch a lot of those false claims because it's like, okay, you can you can make a claim, but mm-hmm. you're only going to get this much. Oh, see that I read it differently. I read it as no fault compensation as the the doctor, or the medical professional still owes compensation, but doesn't have to admit fault. So basically like a settlement, you know how like out, like out of court settlements where people mm-hmm. are like, Here's three million dollars, but I don't have to say that I'm actually guilty. Right. I think it's just it's more that it is uh, outside of the legal process. So I don't know that the doctor is like is like legally punished by it. But they're still or financially, but they are investigated to like determine their fitness and they yeah. could lose their license. Mm-hmm. But that's not a, a right. court proceeding. Mm-hmm. Well, Kiwi lawyers get at us. Don't. Yeah. Actually. Don't. Don't Please at me. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So policies like this have come about for many reasons, including rising costs, patient safety, and the complete overuse of medicines and medical interventions. And mm. it is pertinent pertinent to note here. I ha- my vocabulary was on point at two in the morning. I got it. <laughs> You're say. nailing it. You are nailing it. It is pertinent to note here that medical malpractice claim payouts are much higher in the United States than literally anywhere else. So that Mm -hmm. one in 14 is awarded over a million dollars figure that is just for the United States. Nowhere Mm -hmm. else in the world pays anywhere close to that high. And malpractice insurance is like a huge industry here Mm. for this exact reason. Yeah, it's a huge expense. There's so much money tied up into the way that we deal with it in the United States states yeah it's wild so yeah so while we here in the u.s are not really used to taking litigation off the table when it comes to someone fucking you over particularly in like a professional or a medical sense when it comes down to it these types of policies like these no-fault policies are actually doing more to solve the problem in my opinion because it's not they're not treating it as like a black and white you were wrong you get a million dollars bye right it's actually like addressing the systemic issues and right. If you take out just like the money grab portion of it and actually break it down to properly compensating people for their their pain and their loss, mm-hmm. but also thoroughly investigating what caused that, then you're right. It does actually lead to like better processes across the board, keeping, you know, if doctors are fucking up consistently. Like that's the thing that happens here where there are malpractice suits for certain doctors and there are podcasts about it all the time who like have gone for years, like decades Mm -hmm. fucking over patients and and essentially, yeah, Mm -hmm. and essentially profiting. But because the investigation often falls on the hospital that houses them and the hospital doesn't want the bad Mm -hmm. press. They sweep so Mm -hmm. much under the rug and then they make these third party settlements and the problem is Mm -hmm. not getting solved. And it's Mm -hmm. just like super gross. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Not cool. So the last thing I have to say about that is that the standard of proof for these types of no fault claims are generally, the standards are generally higher than they are here because again, there's no litigation involved Uh It has to be like, you know, your proof needs to like fall into one of these categories. It's going to be maybe 
judged by like a government official versus a judge. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot less uh, subjective, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also the payouts, because they're coming from like a government pot, they're a lot lower. Right. They're not extreme. But also healthcare, it costs less. Yep. In other places. Yeah. So, so just, there's, I can, uh, that makes sense to me too. You there's don't just need less, to sue for a million dollars because you can afford your fucking care in the first well, place. Well, there's less money involved in the entire industry. So okay. people aren't c- inventing claims just to sue and get money. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but in the US, your health is a for profit. Capitalist endeavor. Mm-hmm. Commodity. And when you lose your job, they just rub salt in the wound. Also take away your health care if you were even lucky enough to have health care in the first place. Which yeah, the idea of having health care. I've never being, had a job with health care. Yeah, it's been rare. But mm-hmm. like having that system where your health care is like completely tied to your job and not and really like 100% of the time or you're paying out the ass for private health care is absurd. It's absurd. Yeah. We have like no other viable options. And I know because I'm paying for private health care. Let's move to New Zealand. And And folks, folks who are like, oh, but I I like my job. I chose my job because it has good health care. Like that's great. Flash. If your employer doesn't have to pay for your health care, then they have to be competitive in other ways and they'll increase Mm -hmm. your salary. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Whatever. And it's great if your employer offers great health care. Like, that's awesome. But there's just so many problems with that system. Mm -hmm. It just sucks. Yep. Well, that's my seg. Okay. Yay! (laughs) Well done. More wine. Yeah. (laughs) More wine. Should we hear a quick word from our sponsors? Mm -hmm. Sure. I'm going to create this meniscus. So you spend one third of your life in sheets. Currently... Three thirds of my life in sheets. <laughs> yep. yep. Working Breakfast, from home lunch for me. And dinner. <laughs> yeah. Working from home for me quite literally means working from bed or bathtub. Those are the only two areas I am really utilizing right now. So if you're spending that much time in your sheets, don't you want them to be the most comfortable sheets you could ever imagine? Mm hmm. Sure do. You know, put your comfort first. New bedding, new loungewear, towels, and more. And Brooklinen is home of the internet's favorite sheets. Brooklinen's got over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. And starting this weekend, Brooklyn is kicking off summer with an event that you'll want to get comfortable with. Get everything from bedding to towels to loungewear and more at savings you wouldn't believe. Tell us more, Kenyon. Mm-hmm. Um, I am obsessed with my Brooklyn in sheets. Um, mm-hmm. Also have been keeping an eye on their super plush towel bundles. Hello. Yeah. In smoke I color because need it. hi. So um, gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I love everything about Brooklinen. They're super soft. They're affordable. They're comfortable. They're delivered straight mm-hmm. to your house. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is pretty hard to imagine a summer stuck inside the house and and mm-hmm. we're all kind of adjusting to that reality. But if we have to do it to keep everyone safe then let's be as comfortable as possible while we're doing it. And that is where Brooklinen comes in. We're working from Mm -hmm. home. We're staying comfy. We're staying productive Mm -hmm. with Brooklinen. Yes, absolutely. So do you like softness, comfort, 
essentials to help you relax. Brooklinen has it all. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to find all the comforts for home. And they are so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Mm -hmm. So their Memorial Day event kicks off this weekend and you don't want to miss it. Ease your way into summer with big savings on sheets, bedding, towels, loungewear, and their newest hammam and linen collections. So gorgeous. Stunning. And if you can't wait, you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping on all the new sheet right now (laughs) when you use promo code GALS only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Treat yourself. Treat your sheet. Are we ready for my case? I'm excited. I'm excited for yours. All right. I saw some photos on the drive, which <laughs> left me I questioning. I poured my wine a little bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep pouring small-ish glass. I guess that's a full glass to me. I wasn't a small glass. paying attention. <laughs> there is no, a meniscus. I might, I missed, I might, be, I might be in over my head. <laughs> they remade my belly with skin from my butt. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, Dr. Gordon Peterson, never heard of him. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Is a f- fairly prominent figure, apparently, in the world of alternative <laughs> health. Oh, good. So Denise Richards' husband. Oh, (laughs) Denise Richards is bonkers. I love her Mm -hmm. so much. And her husband at that dinner party at Kyle's house just saying that, like, everything you know about healthcare is wrong. Or, like, about how we treat medical procedures. And everyone at the table is just like, bling. He didn't say much, but the few sentences he spoke had a big impact. They were wild. (laughs) Wildly inaccurate. It was amazing. All right. The first thing you need to know about Dr. Gordon Peterson, maybe Patterson, I think Peterson, is that he is not a board-certified medical doctor. Yeah, he's an alternative doctor. Mm -hmm. He's not a doctor. He's Dr. Phil. Mm. Although he claims on his website to hold four doctor's degrees... (laughs) doctor's degrees. He's not a oh regular doctor. He's a cool doctor. <laughs> oh, no. Making him, in his own words, quote, one of the world's most well-educated doctors. <laughs> yep. Is he our president? There are so many parallels and so many gems from this website. You do a chemistry. <laughs> a chemistry occurs. <laughs> According to the bio on his website, quote, Dr. Peterson received his doctorate degree from the toxicology program at Utah State University, where he received two distinguished service awards and constructed two space shuttle experiments. (laughs) 
you know, when I'm looking for an endocrinologist, I... A podiatrist. I always want to know, how many space shuttle experiments have mm-hmm. you conducted slash The first question. Constructed. That's mm. the wrong verb for experiments. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> in, in addition... Oh Still the quote. God. There's so much more, you guys. It's like not even scratching the surface. In addition, he has formulated over 160 nutritional supplements slash personal care products. He was oh, one of good. the first to publish a double-blind placebo-controlled study. Shocking, they're all placebos. It's fucking supplements. On the benefits <laughs> of protein supplementation in bodybuilders, where he worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger done published his results in Muscle and Fitness magazine, which is, quote, the world's most read magazine. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way that that's true. That is a literal impossibility. That's like saying our blog is the most read blog on the Internet. No, I bet we have more people who read our blog than muscle and fitness magazine <laughs> i don't know i would doubt that but it's that's definitely, definitely not accurate i would bet my <laughs> life that it is oh. not the world's most read magazine nope. I, I, yep i will trade this entire yeah. company mm-hmm. to this man if that turns mm-hmm. out to be true yeah you can have it he also claims to be a quote board certified to be quote board certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine and to have quote co-authored one of the world's most read books the Chicken bible soup for the enriching soul no oh, i used to love oh i yes. love chicken soup books. Chicken, chicken soup for the teenage soul chicken soup books reminds me of amanda's old house Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah, because I had hu- hu- hundreds of them, a collection of them. I read yeah. them in the bathtub. They were in the bathroom. Yeah. They were on the bookshelves. They were Everywhere. in my bedroom. They were in the basement. Yeah. I loved I loved those pooping books. at your house because there was yep. always a chicken yes. soup book to. Yeah, gotta take a long shit. Yeah, reach, reach the to the back of the bowl. There's a chicken soup yeah. waiting for you. Dang. Dive in, dig into a chicken soup. So maybe that is <laughs> the world's most read book series Honestly, anyway. Maybe. <laughs> it's I'm Googling this. It's probably up there. Bible, All right. Harry Potter, you chicken keep, soup You keep series. going. I'm we checking move out on this there's chicken so soup much. Thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the most common claims that Gordon Peterson makes about himself is that he was mentored by Jonas Salk, the man who discovered Brothers. the polio vaccine. Okay. <laughs> like a hundred years before he was born. <laughs> the only source for this claim is Peterson himself, because Sulk died in 1995. Peterson was 35, around 35 at that time, so it's not like impossible, but it's just fucking not true because of everything else he said. Nothing he says is true. Yeah. Next thing. At some point... Tragedy struck the fake doctor when a totally not real accident left him supposedly paralyzed from the chest down. This never happened. Also, um, there are over 200 Chicken Soup for the Soul individual books, and they have sold over 500 million copies. So they did pretty all right. They blew the Bible right out of the water. They may Mm -hmm. have. (laughs) 
Anyway, that's all I need to know. And now I am going on it line and ordering a bunch of chicken soup for the soul books to be delivered to my house. <laughs> so Peterson claims that he got paralyzed in an accident. It didn't happen. Presumably, he could only wiggle his nipples because he was paralyzed from the chest down. <laughs> uh, no. He could still come Did from you nipple make that play. Up? Uh, yeah, I made it up. There's no evidence to support my claim, and there's no evidence to support his claims. What if you so, could wiggle independently, wiggle your nipples? I guarantee Some you there are people out there can. who can do that. Yeah, 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 I guarantee it. Like, no, not just flex your pecs, but like... Just the nipple. Just the nipple. Oh, No. I don't know, but I want to see it. So, listeners, if you could do it, slide into my DMs. You guys, this next part, I don't think you're ready. So, he claims he got paralyzed from the chest down in an accident. He claims that during rehab, he turned to figure skating as a rehabilitative <laughs> therapy. Uh, oh, his that's triple smoke out. Believable part you've said so far. That could be therapeutic. It's actually Brian Boitano. <laughs> <laughs> Alternative figure skater. <laughs> <laughs> Holistic figure skater, Brian Boitano. Okay. <laughs> Proving to be a prodigy on the ice at the no. tender age of 43. <laughs> While paralyzed. <And> mostly paralyzed. <laughs> no. Dr. Peterson claims he went on to become a bronze medalist in speed skating. At the 2003 Winter Olympics. Doesn't he understand that all of this can be looked up on the internet and just completely debunked in five minutes? Also, speed skating and figure skating are two... Very different. Wildly di- I mean... It's not even it's the same skating, skate. but... Yeah. The only common denominator is ice. Is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> also, there were... No Winter Olympics in 2003. Yes. They were held in 2002. Fucking oh. even years, dude. I mean, maybe he just won even so many that. awards that he forgot it seeped which into Olympics. 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and his name also appears nowhere on the list of medalists, let alone a fucking bronze medalist, whatever. You He's don't so full say. Of shit. It's amazing. So... Peterson's current claim to fame is that he is the, f- the founder and director of the Silver Health Institute, which promotes silver as a sort of medical miracle substance that is capable of curing basically any health problem. Like silver? Silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Silver is the recommended tool for killing werewolves. Mm. I'll give him that. Yeah. It mm-hmm. d- okay, so it, we're going to get to it. Apparently, it does have a couple of medical uses, but, like, mm-hmm. it's not going to cure everything. Shocker. Right. Peterson writes on the website that he arrived at his conclusions about Silver's effectiveness by, quote, spending countless hours reviewing Silver information. <laughs> That's a quote? <laughs> silver Silver information. information. Silver and gold information. I just keep going back to doing a chemistry. Yep. This is... Mm -hmm. A chemistry is performed, and then we incorporate silver information, and your cancer is cured. Hooray! So, 
it's important to note that silver has been used for some medical purposes since the 1960s, and it has been shown to have antimicrobial properties when applied topically. Mm -hmm. And a form of silver was a common ingredient in ointments applied to burn wounds for decades. Oh, wow. But now... Now it's mainly been replaced by more modern treatments that are more effective. So, like, sure. yeah, some silver goo used to help. Now we have better shit. Yeah. Also, okay. cavities. Didn't they put silver and in cavities? There? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, like, grow up. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> grow up. <laughs> grow up. Ingesting silver, however, has never shown to have any health benefits and, in fact, is only scientifically linked to really bad shit. Yeah, kind of like ingesting bleach. I was just going to say, this is starting to feel real Trumpy COVID-19 inject cleaning products and sit under a really bright light inside of (laughs) your body. Kenyon's just reading a transcript of the most recent press conference. There's no way because this is way too eloquent. Like this makes too much sense. So there's no way that could be that could be true. Mm -hmm. We will get to COVID. Great. So the problem is not that silver is toxic to humans. Although I think it is. If you ingest but that the, it. Yeah. But that the human body has no use for it whatsoever and doesn't know how to process it. Because we're not So robots. best case scenario, if you ingest it, it doesn't do anything. But if And then you, you're just shitting silver, which cannot be pleasant. Mm-hmm. <gasps> if you keep taking it or if you take a large amount of it, your body will try to get rid of the buildup, resulting in a condition called... Argeria, in which your skin turns a grayish blue permanently. <gasps> no. Go to the drive. There it is. <gasps> there it is. <laughs> oh my God. He's so, purple. He looks like the yeah, so, blueberry girl in Willy Wonka. Is that yep. Dr. Peterson? No. So that is. Okay, so several high-profile advocates of alternative health have developed this condition, including Stan Jones, a libertarian politician (laughs) from Montana. So he deserves it. Also, his teeth are so yellow and against the white of his beard and the aplomb of his skin. (laughs) He's Mm -hmm. so... He's purple. His skin. He's a blueberry. I don't He's say this often, but this mm. man is a hideous monster. <laughs> and if I if I encountered that in the wild, uh-huh. I'd shit myself to death. I'd shit myself mm-hmm. to death. Can you imagine running so, into this man at like Target? I can't imagine running, so of course not. <laughs> he turned oh. his own skin silver as a result of drinking a homemade colloidal silver concoction in preparation for Y2K-related antibiotics <laughs> shortages. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we... <laughs> this is Can the we talk about this man... This is the most libertarian shit I've ever. Can we talk heard. about how I in know, the same episode we got to talk? We got how to can talk this about this man. Not be like, you know what? Maybe we do need the FDA. Maybe we do need some fucking regulations. <laughs> yeah, I turned no. myself blue. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just really appreciating that in the same segment we got to touch on chicken soup for the soul and Y2K. <laughs> 
I, it's like getting a hug from my past, like from simpler times. Yeah. It really is. Also, yeah. I really love this. Kenyon, I don't know if you know the answer, but did this man just like wake up one morning and he was purple? No. I'm pretty sure that it's it gotta be gradual got over time. Worse over time because yeah. if you look at those photos on the drive, those are the that's the same man. You see yep. the man in the suit with the flag pin and the terrible paisley tie, and yep. then you see the guy with the beard. That's the same man. It's he getting got worse and worse yeah. over mm-hmm. time or silver, I guess. Yeah. Wow. So his nose and mouth went first. Oh yeah, and, and his fingernails. Kept you can't even see his that wedding ring. It blends right in. <laughs> or his glasses. He kept consuming it and got silverier. Would Just you stop, stop drinking slash supplementing yourself with silver? Gotta, like, gotta prepare for that Y2K, you guys. When grandma turned orange, <laughs> she diversified her diet. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with the orange and the carrots... You can reverse it, but you can't you with can this. You can reverse it. Oh. No. So he's like, whatever, I look like a slug anyway. I may as well go full Tin Man. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> he does look like the Tin yeah. Man. He looks like a fat, sad Tin Man. He okay. looks like if so, you took a photo and, like, reversed. Yes, like, reversed like the contrast. He's, he's yeah. an inversed... Colored yeah. man. Person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. shook. <sighs> yeah. His beard should be the color of his skin, and his skin should be the color of his beard. Uh-huh. Even still, he'd have a purple beard. But yeah, you're it'd be closer. Yeah. It would make more sense. <laughs> okay. So oh, despite the total lack of evidence of any benefits to ingesting <laughs> silver and the obviously well-documented <laughs> negative effects, yeah. Dr. Gordon Peterson has made a career out of promoting its use. He has published numerous books with titles like The Silver Miracle, Why Silver is the Greatest Tool for Restoring and Protecting Health Ever Discovered by Science. I had That's to breathe one book three title? times Why during that. Why Silver is the Greatest Tool for, for Restoring, restoring and, and Protecting, protecting health, health Ever, ever discovered, discovered by Science. Who, this is self-published? It oh, has probably. to be. There's it has obviously to be. no editorial oversight here. Obviously. None. Oh. No peer review happened here. Mm-mm, mm-mm. My favorite thing about this book is that it provides an alphabetized guide to everything that silver can supposedly cure. Quote, silver, A to Z, from autism to yeast infections. <laughs> so it stops at Y. It stops at Y. Starts with a Y. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything with a Z. What's X? A to Y. Xylophone. <laughs> Xylophonophobia. Yeah. Fear of why do you think that this is valid? Oh, wow. Although one annoyed Amazon reviewer found the book literally impossible to read, uh, they commented, quote, the font is in silvery gray and therefore badly readable on the paper. If that is not its own commentary on why this is just not going to work for you, I don't know what uh, what is. That is I mean, so good. Always be branding on. Ah. Would, would go back. <laughs> Got silvered here once. 
would go back. Skin turned purple. <laughs> would drink would it again. Would go back. <laughs> Won't stop so using. The, the reviewer said to make silver gray font as an allusion to silver as the subject of the book is ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Other titles include Natural and Safe Health Secrets for Pets. No. <laughs> Please do not give any silver to your pets. No. I don't, what, I don't care if you turn your fucking self blue, but don't hurt your pets. No. And also Health and Beauty Secrets for Her, <laughs> which asserts that, quote, every woman could benefit from a silver vaginal cleanse at some point in her adult life. A purple cooch. Every... It is very difficult to to identify (laughs) the source of a vaginal problem because it could be bacterial, viral, or fungal. And turning it purple makes this easier to identify? He claims silver vaginal cleansing destroys all three of these sources of vaginal disease. Yeah, because it destroys fucking everything. New drag name, Silver Douche. Silver douche. Silver douche. Silver douche. Silver douche. Pretty sure that's already a Tinder profile. It's silver time in my pussy. (laughs) Wrapped up like a douche in the middle of my (laughs) bed. Blinded by the silver douche. But actually maybe literally blinded by the Mm -hmm. silver All right, so these books direct readers to Peterson's online store, which is called My Doctor Recommends. No. Where people can purchase a wide range of silver supplements, including the signature Silver Solution, which is a mix of water, baking soda, and extract of silver wire. No. Which, wouldn't it just be extract of silver? They're just being really specific about what they used to get the silver extract. Is there a knockoff slash cheaper version called the Sterling Silver Solution? Oh, (sighs) probably. I bet that's his next move. It just turns your skin like a faint lavender. Shinier. (laughs) Green. (laughs) Like a Sterling Silver. Exactly. Your skin won't turn green when when water touches it. Um, so this oh silver solution is priced at two ninety nine ninety five a gallon. Two hundred? Yeah. Three hundred bucks. Three hundred dollars a gallon. A gallon of silver solution, yep. Okay, so uh, that that answers my question actually, because I was wondering if they were like tablets, like supplemental tablets where it's like powdered. Oh, he's but, got it all. Oh, okay. Everything, anything you could put it in, he's got it, and we My will get to it. My doctor recommends has it all. <laughs> Are you on the website? Not yet. Peterson had apparently avoided any serious consequences for his patently false marketing uh, because he is far from being the only one to make these kinds of claims people and also the supplement market other in the U.S. Listen. is like bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's so scary. But the public health crisis that is the coronavirus has led to a rise in claims about unproven pseudoscientific cures, including from the fucking president, yep. fucking hydrochloroquine or Actually, whatever, Googling this website. Which you know he fucking owns. This, Googling this website brings up some shit about what you're about to talk yep. about, I think. He really does have every product. There are balms. There are lozenges. It looks like there's a bubble bath. Oh, 
this anything. site can't be reached anything. on my end. <laughs> they have six employees. So the authorities are starting to slowly crack down on people spreading misinformation about coronavirus. Peterson had been promoting silver as a cure for COVID-19 since the virus arrived in the U.S. He released a series of YouTube videos where he is wearing a white lab coat and a stethoscope mm. because doctors, al- you always need a stethoscope. Yeah. yeah. Really Especially when you're an Especially when you're an alternative doctor. Yeah, this guy right. has never checked vitals in his fucking life. No. Yeah, yeah. He also did guest spots on numerous wellness podcasts, claiming that, quote, if you have the silver in you, when the virus arrives, the silver can isolate and eliminate the virus. Stop having him on your podcast. I'm sure you're not listening to our podcast because we back up a lot of what we say with, I don't know, facts and research. But get this fucker off your podcast. You're going to kill somebody. Yep. Or at least he also claimed. Yeah. Yep. At best. He also claimed that... he was so confident that silver could kill the virus that as the country was beginning to lock down, he booked a cruise to Europe on which he said that he protected himself by drinking liquid silver, using silver gel on his hands, and putting silver liquid in his CPAP machine. <laughs> Is he purple? <laughs> yeah. No. So he's, he's not lying. even. Yeah, he's not even he's taking not this. Doing this, he's not no. taking this because he, no. he would he would be purple like that that politician yeah. guy. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit! That is so sick. That is the sickest. He's just a charlatan. That is the sickest yeah. form of uh, of trickery, like and and capitalism, honestly. But like that is disgusting. If yeah. This man should be purple. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I will demand, not rest until this man rest. is purple. This, this is, man should be in jail and I'm purple. St- I'm starting a social justice website called thismanshouldbepurple.org. Mm-hmm. And it's all... <laughs> Stop wearing purple, wearing purple. It's going to be all about Dr. Peterson. Doctor in quotes. <laughs> all right. So this promotion of silver as a coronavirus cure was apparently a step too far because on April 27th, 2020... The U.S. District Court for the District of Utah, where Peterson lives, and actually where, like, the supplement industry, like, the the really, like, unregulated supplements mm-hmm. uh, kind of thrive in Utah, apparently. It's also I where he graduated with his doctor's degree. With his mm-hmm. many doctor's degrees. Mm. Mm-hmm. hmm They served him with a restraining order to prevent him from promoting or selling his products. The order was the result of a joint investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice and the FDA. Thank goodness. That also, is exactly why I could not go to his website just now. The only thing mm-hmm. that I could find, it turns out it was a LinkedIn, and I don't have a LinkedIn profile, but you can, if you go to his My Doctor Suggests on LinkedIn, you can report the company I, I clicked mm-hmm. it, but because I don't know my login, I couldn't actually successfully report it. But if people out there mm-hmm. are still seeing, quote, my doctor mm-hmm. suggests, and you'll see the banner photo is all the different products, mm-hmm. please report this because this is complete mm-hmm. bullshit and this person should mm-hmm. not have a web presence, period. Mm-hmm. Is he in mm-hmm. jail now? Well, no. I mean, he was just served that order to stop on April 27th. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we record this, that's it's like a week ago. You know, 11 days ago. Yeah. yeah. 
A separate order also mandated the temporary freezing of Peterson's assets and those of his companies. Prosecutors filed a 238-page motion arguing that Peterson knew his claims were bogus and that he was intentionally defrauding customers. He's not purple. That's the proof. He's Mm literally, the proof is literally in the not being purple. In the pudding. It's in the purple pudding. pudding. not being pudding. The proof is in the purple. I'm so mad at him. I'm so mad. As of April 29th, his website, My Doctor Suggests, appears to have been taken down. Peterson released a statement through his publicist claiming to be shocked by the accusations Mm. and stating that he had never suggested silver could cure COVID-19. It's in writing! Only that it would be an effective first line of defense. This guy and Trump are like two peas in a pod. Mm-hmm. Trump says this yeah. shit all mm-hmm. the time. Oh, I never said mm-hmm. that. Oh, weird, because we record like every mm-hmm. fucking statement you make is on tape. Mm-hmm. Meet our new Surgeon General. Yeah. <gasps> um, so <laughs> don't even joke. Oh, we are so close. We're basically there. Look at the shit that William Barr is doing. Like. Honestly, we are already at this point. Mm -hmm. But seeming to disprove this claim, the FDA special agent Virginia Keyes, who works in the agency's criminal investigation department, helped lead the investigation into Peterson's business and made an undercover purchase from My Doctor Suggests before the injunction was filed. She ordered a bottle... She ordered a bottle of silver solution and a bottle of silver mouthwash and two packages of silver gel extra strength. Oh, for her vagina. Mm, for douche. <laughs> and her order. <laughs> yeah, silver douche. Uh, and her order arrived with a message from Peterson saying, quote, silver resonates at a frequency inside the body that attracts viruses, which attach themselves to the silver and pass through the waste system. So basically, like, the silver It's going to grab it, and it's going to go out your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's Not what true. the silver going to do. It's going to grab your viruses, mm. and it's going to put them out your ass. Well, XOXO, Dr. Peterson. (laughs) (laughs) So details have emerged about the investigation into Peterson. Uh, They also reveal information about his business that was not previously known and provide insight into how popular these unproven cures have become. So this is the most shocking part to me. An affidavit provided by the special agent Keys states that, Quote, according to interviews with Peterson's manufacturers and one supplier, business has boomed since January. No. A company that makes labels for the silver products said that they'd received more orders in the past two months than in all of 2019. Guess what label company you're fucking responsible to stop mm. supporting this person. I don't give mm. a fuck that you're making money off of printing the, co- the labels for his product. Like that mm. is so unethical. Mm. Ugh, I just hate it. I hate it. Another company that fulfills and ships orders like the merch fulfillment company said that it was receiving $20,000 every two weeks from My Doctor Suggests. So $40,000 a month worth of this bullshit, fake 
medicine. Might I suggest you spend that money at wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com <laughs> instead? It equally won't cure coronavirus. It won't cure coronavirus, but, but you won't, won't turn purple. Won't turn you purple. <laughs> yeah. We so, can guarantee that, that our products will not turn you purple. <laughs> yeah. All right. We can also guarantee according- that our products won't cure coronavirus. So we're kind of offering yeah. you a lot more than this motherfucker. Both guarantees. According to the Department of Justice, the reason for stepping in to shut down Peterson's business is directly related to the coronavirus and the fact that Peterson was advertising supplements that could cause people to feel they are protected Mm -hmm. and thus ignore actual necessary public health recommendations like social distancing and hand washing. Allowing you to storm various state capitals with weapons and scream at police officers in their faces. Which I have roots. Roots too, Karen. You don't see me <laughs> yeah. protesting about it. My nails yeah. are brittle stubs. Yeah. I've yeah. never My seen nails. your nails like that before, Amanda. I'm a literal yeah. monster. And I'm st- honestly, the fact <laughs> that mm-hmm. I'm a monster because of this is keeping me from leaving my house that much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to cut my own hair personally. Uh, don't do it. Do don't not. do it. I'm just going to let mine grow really long. I'll yep. cut my bangs, but I'm not going to cut right my hair hair. Now. Don't you okay. dare. Uh, oh, Lachelle. my God. <laughs> Stop it. Drop the scissors now. Bat. <laughs> I'm texting Corey. No, don't tattle. You're such a tattle. Don't. Yeah, don't cut I'm doing your it for your own protection. highlighted I, I, mesh. I want no. him to remove the scissors from your office. I have okay. two pairs. So far, no, no criminal charges have been filed against... Peterson, and there is a hearing scheduled for mid-May where the government will seek a permanent injunction against his supplement business, but time will tell. So Yeah, shut it the fuck down. Keep us updated. <laughs> that is my case. Nice. Oh, that was so good. That was Thank you. out of left field, I gotta say. I didn't anticipate a purple man being the main uh-huh. Focus of of your case this week, and very I'm shocking. Really happy about it. Very shocking, Purple Man. So cheers, cheers. Mm. Well, I'm gonna go put some drops of silver in my wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some silver mouthwash. Honestly, what it reminded me of was all the fucking charcoal bullshit that's out mm-hmm. there, which I don't actually think is harmful. But like, Mm-mm. can we stop? Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, my husband does not need charcoal beard oil. No. Charcoal, it's all to men. Charcoal toothpaste, charcoal shampoo. Well, char- charcoal toothpaste Fuck is so off. much more masculine because it's it's black and scary looking. It's alarming, though. Anything charcoal, the charcoal face masks, I'm just like, uh, what? It's jarring. Yeah. And, the, and the toothpaste. Enough. Although, enough. I will say that incredible viral video of someone who put on one of those, like, it, not, it's, it, like, it's a charcoal face mask, but it, it dries into almost an adhesive. And then she's peeling it oh. off and just, oh, those are funny. Screaming. Yeah. I love they, that. If you leave them on too long, they really they stick dig in and, and hurt your skin. Yeah, actually. it's not. Don't do those. You shouldn't. The charcoal thing is like it soaks up a lot of oil, and you really dries you out. You don't want to put your skin through that. Yeah, our bodies didn't evolve to handle 
such things as charcoal and silver necessarily. So yeah. I'm not here Don't claiming that. Don't lather your body in any precious metals. Yeah. I'm not outright claiming that the charcoal thing doesn't work. It's just like, it's a stretch. It's just not for me. Plus, it's I just, hideous as toothpaste. I can't. I'm just over it. I think it's, it's. I'm fucking over it. It's like Hedy, the whiskey I'm with stones. you. Oh. All right. Let's move on before Kay. we get really mad. <laughs> Everyone is different and unique and a special unicorn. And mm-hmm. because of that, Noom adjusts to your lifestyle. So they teach you about the psychology behind the decisions, background and psych people, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. behind the decisions that you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps. Really important to keep track mm-hmm. of those steps nowadays to analyzing your diet and recommending healthy recipes. And Noom also mm. connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers so you have all the support you need to empower your change. Uh, Yeah, the goal specialist is clutch. It's like worth everything within this app honestly just to have access to the goal specialist it's like amazing because like Kenyon said everybody's different and the things that you might want to adjust in your lifestyle will obviously be unique to what your needs are so I went into Noom wanting to build some healthier habits with the direct goal of lowering my hemoglobin A1C I'm a type 1 diabetic and I was able to lay that out for my Noom specialist and then we basically worked through like okay what does a typical day look like what kind of movement are you getting what kind of snacks are you going toward like what's your eating schedule things like that all of these really important but also like little pieces that I don't have the skill to analyze and put together mm-hmm. that I could lay out for this specialist and then have them really look at those elements plus my goal to create kind of a program for me to help me understand maybe why I'm reaching for food at a certain type time of the day and how that might be affecting my A1C in the long run and then help me make better choices I love it. It's like, it's so amazing. So you can literally tell them your specific goals that you want to achieve. It's like we said, it's so much more than just weight loss. And then they will help you put together a plan to achieve those goals. And it is so easy with the app. It is amazing. You could reach for the app to, again, connect with that Noom community to talk to your specialist. You can like track your, your eating habits and your exercise and like really get an idea of a snapshot of say like a week in your life or a day in your life and then find little little places where you can integrate parts of the program that aren't going to like derail your entire daily schedule. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So Noom is the habit changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. And like Kenyon said earlier, it's based in psychology. So Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and then empowers you with the tools that you need to break those habits and replace them with just slightly better ones and vastly improve your life. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And you don't mm-hmm. have to change it all in one day because small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S. So what do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com forward slash gals to start your trial today. That is Noom.com forward slash gals, N-O-O-M.com forward slash gals. Treat yo lifestyle. Treat it. If uh, you like us, 
uh, have a <laughs> local bookstore that holds a very special place in your heart. I would say that mm-hmm. now is a really important time to think about supporting them if you are able to. Um, it can be just, you know, a small order or just something, maybe... They have a GoFundMe page. A lot of uh, small independent bookstores do nowadays. Yeah. But we just really want to be conscientious of keeping the things in life that are meaningful to us through mm-hmm. these really hard times. And for me, one of those things is Excelsior Bay Books. I grew up in the small town of Excelsior in Minnesota. No big deal. It's the best place on earth. Mm-hmm. And It is, truly. <laughs> um, And Excelsior Bay Books has been in Excelsior since I've been in Excelsior. Been there my whole life. Oh my gosh, forever. Yeah. Yep. And it was recently bought by a friend of ours from childhood's parents. And we just really Mm -hmm. want to support. And Woodbeck. Woo! I placed placed a huge order online. It was super easy. I bought all kinds of stuff. I bought some old classics that I've been meaning to read. I bought some new releases uh, that everyone's Mm -hmm. raving about. I bought children's books for a friend who's having a baby. I bought a jigsaw puzzle because they Mm -hmm. have great jigsaw puzzles for the lockdown. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. It's amazing. They have their puzzles in the window for curbside browsing. They have a special, like, socially distanced pickups. You can place orders online or over the phone, and then you can either have your order shipped to you at the the book rate, so uh, lower Mm -hmm. cost shipping, or you can pick them up in a socially distanced way. They just Mm -hmm. have everything you need, so please support your local independent bookstore and I also love the idea of going to support a local bookstore like Excelsior Bay Books to send gifts to like expecting parents because yeah. this is a really hard time to be having a baby. I feel like it would be very stressful and a little scary. You're already entering into the unknown in an even more unknown time and to get something comforting mm-hmm. and educational and sweet from a place that's meaningful to you like Excelsior Bay Books is just it's like getting a hug and we can't hug each other right now so send hugs in the mail seriously so if you have a local bookstore a local independent bookstore that is close to your heart go on the website bookshop.org to see if uh, they're on that website and then that can help you uh, order from an independent bookstore that's meaningful to you um, online and if your local bookstore is not on there, or if you don't have one in mind, then adopt our favorite one, which is Excelsior yes, Bay please. Books. And you can go to excelsiorbaybooks.indielight, that's L-I-T-E, dot org, and order whatever you need to make your heart happy, because books are going to mm. get us through this, and jigsaw puzzles. They are that too. Treat your shelves. Freedom. Today, I am talking about Joseph Elone who died suddenly at the age of only 17, which is just, it's really sad. Joseph was a brilliant kid. He had so much promise. There's like adorable photos of him on the drive slash eventually on our blog. And obviously the death of a young person is always devastating, but every once in a while you can just like see the trajectory of a person from that young age. And then to have that also be cut short, it just like, 
hits a little bit harder. Look at this photo of this cutie hiking. It's he's a he's the definition. It looks like an ad. He's the definition of a sweet baby muffin. Like he literally is. He's so cute. Not that like being cute makes your death worse. It's just like he was on a track to do so many amazing things, and that always just guts me so hard when you see stuff like that. Yeah. So Joseph had an inquisitive mind and loved science. God fucking bless him. Um, He spent two weeks of the summer of 2013 participating in an environmental fellowship at Brown University at the age of 17, studying on the Rhode Island campus and spending time hiking outside, which that's where one of those photos was taken, collecting samples and just loved the program so much and knew that environmental science was the path that he would be taking. What um, a and, little cutie. I mean, and what a like badass career field to decide mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So young and like environmental science is obviously such an important field of study as we like careen down a path toward fucking destroying our planet. It's just like, ugh, I hope that there are so many more Josephs out there that pledge themselves at a young age to this cause because we need you. I have two. Boomers ruined it. I have two friends. Well, a friend and a brother-in-law who Mm -hmm. have like environmental science degrees Mm -hmm. and the shit that they know is so fucking cool like i went so smart i've been camping with both of them before and they're just like oh yeah this and this and this and tell tell Mm -hmm. you anything about you just point and they're just like oh here's the latin word for it's like it's just so Mm -hmm. cool i love that shit so much it's Mm -hmm. very cool and Joseph's brother, Emmanuel, said, quote, he knew that as soon as senior year started, he was going to apply early to Brown. So many aspirations oh. and just like wanted to crush it. He had his Smart shit together. Kid. Smart. Oh, yeah. my God. Way smarter than I've ever been and had his shit together more at 17 than I do mm-hmm. at 32. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So fairly soon after his return from the program, he came down with unseasonable flu-like symptoms. And again, this is 2013, so it was a little triggering, but this is not a COVID case. Okay. Including cough, sore throat, body aches, nausea, diarrhea, and low-grade fever. Living in Poughkeepsie, New York, a city with some of the country's highest instances of Lyme disease, Joseph and his parents immediately checked him for signs of a tick bite, most easily recognized by a bullseye rash that forms around the bite. But no such rash or bite could be found on Joseph. So his pediatrician, which they took him to, like they did everything they should have. Like it's not flu season. He's been sick for several days. It's not going away. His fever is not going away. We're taking him into the doctor. Um, His pediatrician assured the family that he had the flu or something similar. And even with like they did testing, like even with the flu test, you flu tests are pretty specific. So like if they're not testing for the right kind of flu, it could be hard to tell right. if you have it. Miss it. So I am kind of conflicted in this case in terms of how much responsibility responsibility is on the doctor, but we'll kind of get to it. And the doctor also assured them that he was young and healthy and his symptoms would clear up in a few days with rest and fluids. But that was not the case for Joseph. His symptoms escalated and new symptoms arose, including lightheadedness and photosensitivity. So like bright light really hurt him. Shit. They went back to the doctor who'd sent him home and tests were ordered for strep throat, Lyme, and anaplasmosis, which is another tick-borne illness. All three of these... I feel like Lyme disease, too, is really, really hard to test for. Oh, it it is. is. And we'll get to it. That's like the crux of this whole case is like the testing is not sufficient. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
all three tests came back negative. And this is common when testing for Lyme because the antibodies that indicate Lyme disease can take weeks to show up in testing after infection. So the Mm. doctor assured them that even if he did have it, he was strong and healthy. It would be able to fight it with the help of antibiotics, but those were not prescribed at that time because they wanted to wait for positive tests before treating in that manner. So that's kind of what we'll circle back to in terms of the malpractice suit that gets filed. Just because people are prescribed antibiotics too often and they didn't, like, that's the only reason why they didn't do it? Yeah, that, it's kind of hard to get a a solid answer on why the antibiotics were not prescribed. And this doctor basically just keeps slipping back to like, the test was negative. I didn't want to give him antibiotics. And I do understand that because in a lot of cases, antibiotics are overprescribed and there has been some research to show like resistance to antibiotics. It's part of the reason why we have to take all of them. Even if we don't feel well, it's part of the reason why your doctor might switch up what kind of antibiotic you're prescribed, even for a similar condition. Like I get that. But what happened to him, it's very possible that it could have been avoided if the doctor had mm-hmm. erred on the side of caution and said, well, giving these to you isn't going to hurt you. Let's put you on a dose of antibiotics and see what happens. So so I didn't realize with Lyme disease, if you were put on antibiotics early, it could like stop it. I kind of thought like you got the tick bite and like it you- will kind of get to that. It can, and in some cases, it doesn't really help. So it's like Lyme is really a tricky bitch, and I have a very close friend who has it, um, who was diagnosed over a year ago, and she still suffers from symptoms and a lot of co-occurring issues that go along with Lyme. And like, if you've ever watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills all the way through, like Yolanda Hadid, like people don't believe her that she's experiencing mm-hmm. this pain and this and this like aw- these awful symptoms and it's like it's really 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 disruptive to your life. Yeah, and it can yeah, like we've we've stick got a with close you. friend with it as well. Yeah, it can, like stick with you for fucking ever and like for the years. Symptoms, the symptoms kind of vary and they're yeah, like and it can it can develop intense. it can develop neurological problems. Mm-hmm. Like it really can evolve. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a weird sort of like adjacent to meningitis, like this very bizarre. You know, virus. It's it's really kind shitty. of all over the place, mm-hmm. and like mental effects too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it fucks with your and- cognitive function. Yeah. So for about three weeks after this doctor visit, the family carried on under the assumption that he had a stubborn cold and got to work planning a barbecue for Joseph's mom Diane for her 49th birthday. The night before the party on August 4th, 2013, Joseph and Diane had just returned from the drugstore to get him some cough drops because his throat was still really bothering him when he collapsed in their front yard on just the walk from the car to the house. God, his, no. His father, Benedict, and brother, Emmanuel, ran to the, to the yard after hearing Diane just screaming and tried to shake Joseph awake. He was unconscious but still breathing, though barely. And when he arrived at the, uh, when he arrived at the hospital, so they called EMTs, they, they came and they brought an ambulance yeah. and they took him to the hospital. He was still alive when he got there. But they worked on him for hours to stabilize him. And unfortunately, he passed away shortly after midnight on August 5th of 2013. And nobody knew exactly why he died. He's 17. 17-year-old kid, healthy up until that week. That's yep, so pretty much disturbing. With like 17-year-old kid, otherwise healthy, but with like weird, persistent flu-like symptoms for the better part of a month. 
Uh, and now and now he's gone. And they did the parents did everything that they were supposed to. They, they did. They did everything the right. They kept his doctors in the loop. Yep. I mean, I, I that's the thing that's so frustrating for me too is like I I live in Minnesota where there's a lot of wilderness and a lot of camping and I haven't looked into how many like cases of Lyme disease there are in my area. And this family was like, oh, I, we know that we live in this region of New York where there's a really high likelihood of Lyme disease. We're going to check you for ticks. Like they mm-hmm. did that before even bringing him into the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like they're better parents than I Way, ever could yeah. be. To yourself. I know. I would never <laughs> to, be that thorough. The no, tick and check they, thing is like, I know you're supposed to do it, but like... But like a weeks later, looking for the, like, yeah. I don't know. They just, I feel so bad for them. It's like whatever they did, it it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So while his Lyme tests were negative at the time of his testing, and he did not have the rash symptom of Lyme, many articles stress that there's still, quote, reason to suspect and treat based on symptoms of Lyme disease. Uh, the quote continues. He was tired, feverish, and achy, flu-like symptoms in, uh, Uh, flu-like symptoms in non-flu season. So he had ample opportunity to be exposed to ticks at both camp and at home living in that area. And he had just spent two weeks largely outdoors, end quote. He was seen twice by his pediatrician and most common viral issues were ruled out. And yet he still did not get treated for Lyme just in case. Like this person just, this doctor Mm. decided, made the decision not to prescribe antibiotics, even though Mm. the, the Lyme was tested for and the, discussion around whether it could be Lyme disease was had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lyme was not ruled out. Correct. Everything else was. So, so that is not negligence. That is malpractice. It's malpractice. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the question here is, was this the doctor's fault? And Lyme disease activists actually more often blame the testing system and not necessarily the healthcare providers themselves. And that's what we're going to get into now. So the rules of Lyme disease care discourage starting just-in-case treatment before getting confirmed tests. And the CDC and IDSA, which is Infectious Diseases Society of America, um, protocols state that, quote, urethema migrans, which is the rash, is the only manifestation of Lyme disease in the United States that is sufficiently distinctive to allow clinical diagnosis in the absence of laboratory confirmation. And Mm. that right there is the problem because this diagnostic criteria is far too narrow when we know full well that testing can take weeks to show accurate results and research estimates that over 20% of Lyme disease cases never present with the rash. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep. So, and that research, I, I went with the smaller percentage because there are a lot of articles that I looked at that were like 60% don't show the rash, you know, mm-hmm. 40% don't show the rash. So I just mm-hmm. went with over 20% because that felt like the most responsible statistic to report. Right. But obviously but a I'm, lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people don't, don't get the rash. rash. Also, so that it, percentage might be hard to nail down anyway. Exactly. Because so many fucking it's so people misdiagnosed. are misdiagnosed with Lyme disease. Exactly. So it's like, I think that's a huge part of the reason why that percentage is so all over the place, because it's like, if we didn't fucking know it was Lyme in the first place, how do we report it? You're not counted in that stat. Mm -hmm. And I think that- You're not counted in the population. Exactly. And this like misdiagnosis and underreporting of Lyme, then, I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and be an alarmist and be like, be afraid of Lyme disease, but we have to be- 
critical of statistics that we read because they don't accommodate for all of the cases that do not get diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. it's really hard to advocate for yourself when you're experiencing all of these symptoms that some people, especially if you identify as female and go into a doctor, they're like, oh, you have fucking fibromyalgia. Like you need to, you know, you're Mm -hmm. depressed and that's why you're experiencing this. But that may not be the case. And then really, really, really bad things can happen Mm -hmm. to you if you're not taken seriously. So it's very frustrating. Mm -hmm. So in Joseph's case, it wasn't until four months after his death that autopsy lab results could finally confirm Lyme, which had infected several organs in his body and made its way into his heart, which is ultimately what killed him. Months? I didn't realize. Four months? Four months. I also did not realize how quickly it could move. I I kind of thought Lyme disease was a very serious chronic illness. I didn't realize that it could like kill you in a week. That Okay, so, and we'll kind of get to that too. And again, this wasn't in a week. It was like he had started going into the doctor and then three weeks later, he died. Either way, I didn't realize. But it was very fast. His situation is rare. Um, But again, the reporting on it is hard to digest because we don't actually know how many people necessarily die of Lyme because it goes completely untreated or undiagnosed. And Mm. some people, okay, we're actually kind of going to get to that right now. So I'll just keep reading this. So Lyme disease is rarely fatal and most recover within the two week window of antibiotic treatment. But as many as 20%, this is a quote now, of those who contract the disease continue living with its effects for months after treatment. The corresponding diagnosis, which is called post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome or PTLDS, stands to affect more than 2 million people in the United States by 2020. So we're currently in that window where... Possibly over 2 million people in the U.S. are still experiencing symptoms, even though they were given a round of treatment. And I literally wrote here, I have a close friend who I referred to earlier who has been struggling with PTLDS and co-occurring bacteria and even parasites that could happen caused by Lyme. And it has completely changed her life. And if you, and like I said earlier, if you're a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fan, you have seen some of Yolanda Hadid's struggles with Lyme and it's just so devastating. Yeah, So Joseph's death in 2013 was one of four Lyme-related deaths in that year, which is a small number, but experts believe this to be completely preventable. Quote, the new focus on Lyme uh, deaths also shined a light on a cause of the fatalities called Lyme carditis, which is raising questions about doctors' awareness of that condition and the screening procedures used to detect it. Lyme carditis occurs when Lyme disease bacteria invade the tissues of the heart, which is what happened to Joseph, disrupting electrical signals between the organs upper and lower chambers that in turn causes an abnormal heart rhythm and a problem known as heart block heart block can be mild but it can also become serious very quickly and obviously in joseph's case it was fatal like yeah. instantly heart fatal block doesn't sound great no doesn't sound that sounds good. terrible no. <laughs> yeah i don't want that Mm-mm. So two years after Joseph's death, the Alone family filed a malpractice suit, citing that Joseph's condition could have been treated if he had been sent home with antibiotics rather than told to rest and drink fluids because he didn't have the rash, even though the doctor clearly suspected Lyme enough to test for it. Quote, it's all connected to Lyme disease, but it turned into a cardiac event that could have been resolved, said Michael Michael Ronamus. I don't know how to pronounce his Wrong last name. Ronamus. 
who is representing diane alone and her deceased deceased son in the lawsuit and the last portion i have here is from the website on the law firm of the law firm that's representing them and was written in october of 2019 Quote, as the administratrix of the estate of her son, Diane alone is the plaintiff in the suit. The lawsuit was filed at the Supreme Court of the state of New York County of Westchester on July 23rd, 2015. In the suit, several defendants are named, including, and I am going to butcher this, and I am so sorry, and I'm going to try my best, Aluchi Nuahi and Dr. Faye Aplaska. Of the Children's Medical Group, PLLC, Denny James Pacheco of EOS Medical Group, PC, Irfan Warsi of the Children's and Women's Physicians of Westchester, LLP, Vassar Vassar Brothers Medical Center of Poughkeepsie, New York. So the lawsuit centers on the failure of medical professionals to accurately... This very, very full glass of wine is really hitting me right now (laughs) at the worst possible time. Lots of names. Medical professionals to accurately diagnose and treat the disease causing Joseph Elone's illness. Joseph began experiencing illness symptoms soon after returning from summer camp, presenting to the pediatrician with a sore throat and a persistent cough. He then developed chronic fatigue and soreness in his joints. These symptoms are common in those infected with Lyme disease, the Lyme disease pathogen. Medical professionals evaluated Joseph for a wide range of other illnesses before eventually testing him for the presence of Lyme disease. The antibody test for Lyme disease came back negative in the absence of the characteristic rash that accompanies many Lyme infections. And with a negative test, doctors continued to ignore the possibility that Joseph might have been infected. Based on flawed diagnostic guidelines, the clock had run out on Joseph and he succumbed to the infectious disease. So Elone family attorney Michael Wrongnamus is not certain if a settlement will be reached with the lawsuit's defendants or if the case will continue to a courtroom trial in New York. And some recent articles I looked up says it is moving in the direction of a trial, but obviously amid all the COVID stuff, like we could be waiting a really long time to find out what actually happens here. Mm. I'm pretty sure the courts are are closed right many now. are closed yeah. many are for for things like this for nonviolent offenses mm-hmm. many courts are closed and that's really unfortunate because you know these these people still need justice but i mean they, it makes sense it makes sense it's just it's a really hard like balance to strike yeah yeah so the facts in the case seem clear that negligence and diagnosis and care led to Joseph's entirely avoidable premature death. The family is seeking financial damages in the lawsuit, including losses related to the services, income, support, and guidance of the de- of the decedent, funeral costs, and other death expenses, which after paying for my grandmother to just be cremated, funeral costs are absolutely bonkers it's unbelievable they will bankrupt most like middle income families like I I can't Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. go there or we will be on this call for another 45 minutes Um, and pecuniary damages associated with Joseph's death so I'll just finish by saying all I can see clearly is that this suit is still ongoing and has not come to a confirmed settlement or conclusion and no matter what you take from this and no matter what happens we need better diagnostic criteria for Lyme we need expanded yes. treatment options and my heart truly goes out to the alone family because certainly in the current 
COVID situation, increased testing and resources for Lyme are not going to be seen anytime soon. And I get it. We have to put forth a lot of efforts to the current Mm. situation, but like other diseases and other issues, cancer, Mm -hmm. Lyme disease, diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't stop because COVID-19 is happening. Mm -hmm. And so if we're not like properly funding the research into this giant smorgasbord of, of disease Mm -hmm. issues that we face worldwide, we're, we're like, we're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really frustrating. Lyme disease and other diseases, autoimmune disorders make you more vulnerable to viruses like the coronavirus. And exactly once we have a vaccine, hopefully, fingers crossed, another coronavirus type situation is going to crop up. Oh, it's inevitable. There's always going to be another one. It's nature. That's how nature works. Yeah, maybe don't like fire your pandemic response team that the previous parent resident like put. Maybe don't like pull out of funding the World Health Organization, you fucking moron. Maybe. Maybe. (sighs) Maybe. We should anyway. Special thanks. (laughs) Yep. So that is my case. Well done. Thank you. I feel terrible. I know. It's so sad. It's so sad. Really sad. Really important that we talk about shit like this. I'd be lying if I said that I didn't appreciate you covering that case. So, and and this was recommended by Kate Smith. So, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have found this case. Oh yeah. Thank you so much. Special thanks to Kate. Mm Hmm. Also, special thanks to Danny B. You sound Mm. like a Spice Girl, Danny B. Oh, oh, okay. We have to give our special thanks to Scarlet. Miss Scarlet. To Miss Scarlet, who requested a Justice Butterfield voice from all of us. So, Lucy, I will patiently await your interjection. Our gratitude is wilted. Oh, my face <laughs> is a scarlet with pride in your donation. <laughs> All right. And a thank you. No. To Amy <laughs> Keep Bergeron. <it> going. <laughs> um, I'm for more. There Amy it is. Bergeron. Thank grill you so much. Hamburgers today. Ooh, that oh, sounds so good. I am starving. I'm so thank hungry. You, <laughs> thank you to Shauna Ward. Shauna, I want to say thank you for your generous pledge. Mm. I've got a ward on my foot. There it is, Ick. ish. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, um, there it is, oh ish. <laughs> I'm distracted now by... It's better than general wards. Okay. <laughs> thank you to Nicole... Bowing, I'm bowing down to you, Nicole, for your generosity. <sighs> Thank you to Whitney. I, I grieve. I will I always love you. I oh, will yes. always love you. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, Lucy, fulfill their request. I don't think they meant. I wasn't named in this lawsuit, so I'm handing it over to you. <laughs> Mmm. Young. I want to thank you for your donation. Also, Chiming wants to shout out their fiance, Christian mm. Isaac Davalos Vizcara. 
Fiance daddy. Fiance daddy. Mm. Okay, well, I'm horny. Thank you, Jenny <laughs> Deering. You are such a dear. <laughs> Thank you to Nancy Sackett. <laughs> uh, I like that name. I Wait love that name. There. <laughs> so hot. I'm taking off my sweatshirt. Oh my god. She's actually turned on. <gasps> are Are you okay? Yes, I was just so sweaty. Is it my turn? No. Great. Thank you to <laughs> Shani and Matt. Mm. Shani. Amanda, Sham Wow, Amanda's face is kind of shiny right now because she's so, <laughs> so sweaty. <laughs> so sweaty. <laughs> sweaty balls. I am a sweaty balls. Thank you, Caitlin Ashby. Ash, and you shall receive, Caitlin Ashby. You shall receive. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Thank yeah. you to Melissa Davis. <laughs> Melissa hardly Noah <laughs> I'm so sorry we, we Melissa really you drunk. Kenyon really oh, Melissa yeah. the mark on that one <laughs> I really <laughs> Melissa I am so sorry I love it thank you Ka- Carissa Styles, and thank mm. you for the pronunciation guide I'm going to save the last dance for you, Carissa. Oh, oh I want to watch that. <laughs> yes. yes. So fucking so we can good. Watch that. So um, problematic. I love it. So problematic. But oh, God, yeah. I love the dance. Such a good soundtrack. So kick. Yeah. Kicking off our $10 a month <laughs> tier is Mackenzie Olson, who uh, increased their donation from 5 to $10 a month and will now be getting a fucking patriarchy wine glass and request a drop dead gorgeousy shout out. So oh. here she is, yes. our Mount Rose American teen princess. <laughs> princess. Look, look at her. her. Doesn't, <laughs> Doesn't she, she look, look fine? <laughs> Sorry. Mackenzie Olson. <laughs> they remade my belly with skin from my butt. This one ain't my baby. But it should have been you up there. It should have been you up there. <laughs> it's front page news every time one of them takes a She's shit. She's a shit. <laughs> what? All right. Big over. Big ass now. <laughs> I saw these culottes <laughs> when I won American Teen Princess in 1974. <laughs> okay. Elaine A. Speaking of dancing, I'm going to Elaine dance over here. Yes! <laughs> you can't see it at home, folks, but it is terrible and perfect. Did you get my Junior Mints reference earlier How? in the episode? Oh, yeah, that's right. I, that's from Seinfeld. It's from Seinfeld. Right. You're right. I Kramer's my back in Elaine the, dancing in also. the theater. Kenyon <laughs> barely moved to do that dance and hurt her back. <laughs> Be with careful with your doctor. Yeah, seriously. Ugh. Thank you, Linda Thompson. Ooh, I love that la, la, I la, get la, the la. next one and you have Linda Thompson. I know. <laughs> Linda, you're a splendid human being. Thank oh! you so much. <laughs> and I want to take a moment to thank the people who made Lucy possible. Well, Mostly, one of them did. 
Melinda Fitzgerald. Well, Madeline, your sister shaped you into the awful human being that you are today. Yeah. And Melinda, <laughs> she, you burst forth from her splayed <laughs> chicken legs. Mm-hmm. So thank These you, Madeline. These humans are amazing. They're oh. so amazing. Madeline They're and Melinda Fitzgerald. Five. We love you so much. It's so sweet that you're pooling your resources to support us at this time. Yeah. And we really, really appreciate it. And Madeline, if you're listening, uh, the second we are safe to do so, you're coming over and cooking for me. Yeah. Yeah. Madeline Fitzgerald, Lucy's sister, is an incredible food photographer if you have yeah. any food photography. And she's chef. a food stylist, not a yeah. photographer. Yeah. But she does on, photograph some of her Follow own her things. on Instagram. Uh, her handle is madfitzstyling, and it's so good. Oh, my God. You guys mm. are doing so much more promotion for my loved ones than I ever would have. I know. I just <laughs> love watching her <laughs> pasta videos. They just like, I love it. Oh, All right. Uh, nice. Should I do this one or should I do the following one? Ooh, Kenyon, we'll switch. Thank you okay. to Amanda White. Who? Quite white. You're probably not one of the wonderful whites of West Virginia, but if you are, <laughs> God bless you because you made I an incredible documentary. I worked with Amanda White, and I wonder if this is the same Amanda White. If Maybe. it is, hi and thank you. If it's not, hi and thank you. <laughs> All right, this next person... I am probably most definitely distantly related to. Thank you to Carrie Kenyon. Oh, spelled the same even. So, yeah, spelled the same. So, Kenyon was my great grandmother's maiden name. Mm. So, it's my first name, but it was a last name. And so, we are distantly related from the village of Kenyon. Somewhere in England, I can't remember where. Shout out Carrie, my cousin. Oh, it's north it. of Peniston. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> huh. Or oh, south I, or east or west. Honestly, if you go far enough in one direction, you eventually just get there. I'm Googling it. Do it. Uh, thank you to Sharisa Ramey, who increased their donation from one to ten doll hairs a month. And you've rained right into my heart, Sharisa. Thank you so much. <laughs> what? I don't know. Rammed, <laughs> rammed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Technically, Kenyon, it's your turn again because you guys swapped on that last one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm still Googling how far Kenyon is from Penis Tim, but okay. it's not cooperating. I got it. I got so it. I'll go. No, I'll <laughs> do it. That's an easy one. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Oh, ever heard of him? (laughs) Ever heard of him? Increase their pledge from one to ten. Going to get a fucking patriarchy wine glass. Also going to solve the crime of the century. Also, how do you pronounce Moriarty? That's really hard to say. Thank you, Sherlock Holmes. You just did it. Moriarty. I was right. Mm, I always have to think about it. You know what's one word I can never spell just on the spot? Privilege. Hmm. Oh, that's a tough oh, it's one. Oh, that's a tough one. A lot of eyes. But the, is there like, a is D? There a D? Barely. The yeah. G? Oh, barely. Yeah. No, <laughs> no D. No D. Thank you. Kicking off our $15 a month tier, we got Cynthia Craig. That's not a sin for you to <gasps> pledge at this 
Terry will be getting some trash, which yep. also, which might be a sin. I'm really running uh, low on trash right now, so people are. Getting, I'm trying like, to compile nails. trash. <laughs> I'm get, trying to I'll compile get some trash. To you when I finally move back. Also, Kenyon is due west of Peniston. It is like on the <laughs> same fucking latitude. Incredible! I, I love, love it. that we actually got an answer to that. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I love Victoria Ortiz. Victoria, tell us your secret. Don't Ortiz us. Mm, don't be <laughs> such an Ortiz. Tell me your secret, Victoria. <laughs> or do. Women mm. can do whatever they fucking want. Accurate, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Kicking off our $25 a month tier is Braxton Powers Hicks. and their wife, <laughs> Sammy. Unbreak my Braxton Powers. Say you love me again. He wasn't man enough for me. For me. <laughs> he wasn't you, Sammy Braxton. enough for me. Dog child, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Dog child. Dog child, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Thank nope, you to my turn. Bobby Joe Vandal. You can wow. vandalize my property any day. Not really. Don't take that literally. That would be awful. Bobby Joe, <laughs> you should open your own antique store and call it Barbie Joe's in Hollywood Beach, Florida. Mm. Maybe you already did. You guys, pepperoni is sleeping and it's so cute. I just took a picture. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Alex. Alex. Uh Play the next episode of Wine and Crime <laughs> podcast. That's amazing. And last but not least, thank you, Carmen Sandy. Where in the world are you, Come Carmen? On, uh, Carmen Eileen. Carmen, Carmen Eileen. Eileen. Uh, something. Uh, Carmen. Uh, From the moment. Oh, last but not least, I got a joke for y'all. Oh, of course. Glass coffins. Will it ever be a thing? Remains to be seen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm offended by every single one of your jokes. <laughs> Just because you want to have a bad attitude about it. <laughs> You're right. I do. And I do what I want. So I will maintain uh, that bad attitude. And we That will one got me you. really well. <laughs> we next did week. it. We'll see you next week. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers. Damn it, I just spilt my beer. Hello, magicians, fools, hermits, and everyone in between. I'm Chelsea, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, The Tarot Foxcast. On The Tarot Foxcast, I drink, smoke, or soberly stumble my way through the tarot, educating you one sassy-ass card at a time. I do my very best to make the tarot easier to understand 
and show how the cards can be used to help. You do not have to be a psychic, a medium, or a wizard to use the cards as a tool of self-reflection. Personally, the only spirits I talk to are tequila and whiskey. I also interview people of many, many different backgrounds. We talk about tarot, spiritual beliefs, professions, and even hot takes on the current meme climate. It goes from druidic witch to video game streamer really quick. You can find the Tarot Foxcast on iTunes, Spotify, and all other major streaming networks. That's the Tarot Foxcast, T-A-R-O-T-F-O-X-C-A-S-T. Come on in and join the Knot Cult. Bye-bye.